This is the Green Strength Podcast with Lucius Tyree IV, where the mission is building strength, enhancing performance, and uplifting consciousness. So tune in with the mind, body, and spirit, and let's get moving. We're back with another episode of the Green Strength Podcast. Coach Luke, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful. Good. Yourself? You know, I'm on the up and up. I'm on the rise. You are doing your pull-up program. Yes. I've been working on a pull-up program, so adding one pull-up every day. Mm -hmm. It's kind of how it works, sort of from a basic standpoint. So Pavel's fighter pull-up program, for those who don't know, um, super simple. Very basic. Is that five? That's five days a week, isn't it? Uh, it's scheduled for six days a week. Okay. I'm probably getting closer to five days a week yeah. than actual six. Um, with that idea that you kind of start from a five, four, three, two, one, and mm-hmm. you're adding one rep every day, sort of in a different format, and then each week that first number goes up. So I'm pretty much most of the way through week two here. So I've kind of been consistently doing pull-ups for two weeks, and mm-hmm. it feels good. I mean, it's a quick response. And I also did a lot of foundational stuff leading up to it Yeah, to different styles of, of pull-ups and paces and those kinds of things. Now to just do for about four weeks, just a strict progression. This is probably a, closer to five weeks. A right? strict tactical pull-up. Yeah. I mean, so if the accumulation of all that, and that's not just like junk volume. That's at a dosage that you can just come in here five days a week, chip away at, get quality pull-ups. But, you know, that's the beautiful thing that I don't think people really look at. It's just like, it's not only an accumulated volume at the end of this program, but it's an accumulated volume of quality reps that never had struggle, that were crisp, confident. And those, like, that volume is the powerful volume that we're trying to get across in this podcast across all sorts of things, man. It's like we're always searching to be better as humans, whether it's the mental or the physical, these talks, these memes, these influencers, that whole world that's out there. Um, and so I, I really look at like we're just making everything quality. If it's strength, make sure all your reps are as quality as you can. If something is holding you back, then therein lies like the cool little journey. Therein lies the actual like, okay, now we've got a, we got a case here. Something's holding me back from being as quality as I need to be. Let's assess, figure that out. Let's break that down and try to make that quality so that everything else becomes quality too. Yeah, I think that's a great point because leading up to it, you and I talked and you were like, okay, we're going to, you know, since you're, you're injured, lower body, you're not doing a lot there. And I said, I want to work on pull-up progression. You said, okay, let's do that. But for the next couple of weeks, let's work purely on developing form. Mm-hmm. You know, let's do different styles of pull-ups, different paces, different, you know, ways of working on that. But purely we're focusing 100% on the quality. And yeah. then when you start the actual progression, then every rep you do is with that quality that you've tried to build. Mm-hmm. Rather than I'm just going to come in and just bang out pull-ups until I can't lift my arms anymore. I know. Which is not I what know. I wanted to do. But that, you know, that's that that feeling of work. Um, and when we're on that so-called quality, both mentally and physically, then we value and we understand we don't need to feel the fatigue. We don't need to feel the burn. 
we know that the work we're putting in is is so much um, it's more honest it's more real and it takes a stronger man inside to produce quality reps over and over for months than it does to sling shit around that's easy yeah you know so we, you and I've been talking about this a lot lately just mm-hmm. that idea of kind of why you're doing something yeah the uh, again the idea of quality the idea of Everybody wants to do cool stuff in the gym, do the mm-hmm. stuff that looks cool, but what's the underlying foundation? Is there quality that you're doing this cool stuff with? Right. And again, why are you doing it? What am I supposed to be feeling? So it's all, there's tools, there's methods, there's all these things, but yeah. there's that, that, that why of why well, are you doing it? I think it's wonderful to chase like the exciting things. Um, we've seen it with the RMT rope in here. That's what we specifically have talked about with you and I. Um, now more people are starting to get their ropes. They've watched us swing them around. They've watched us do stuff, but there's, you know, there's two different camps. There's a camp that you fell into, um, which was, you got a rope and you started with the basics. You really started practicing. You started the patterns with the hands. You spent the time, you spent the hours literally on some of those patterns. And the other camp, and this is not a knock on people. This is where we all are. I mean, everybody's got good things and bad things to, to offer. But some, the other camp comes in, and they want to go from A to Z really quick. They just see Z. And it's like Z is cool. But there's the whole alphabet of like things that matter and things that can build and transfer into other things. And let's, let's dive down that first. You know, let's find and get good at that stuff and let the, if we have, if we're that 1% human and we have the capability of, of doing the Z's, then cool. But if we're not, we better be good at our A's and C's. And, you know, that's kind of, that's the green string philosophy, I guess we keep going back to, um, is trying to bring, bring everything back to physical and mental well-being, um, which, you know, I come from teachings of those who saw that both, you know, exercise and a medical community had uh, become dangerously lost in scientific reductionism and materialism. You know, they viewed the body and treated it as a machine, and there was no soul being engaged in the patients, the people, um, and the athletes. So this is this is the philosophy that Green Strength and mo- the Green Strength movement was built on. You know, holistic health, health, and functional exercise for the purpose of creating more autonomy in people's lives. And just with that, the irony that I've noticed in employing that is an upgrade in performance. I mean, plain and simple. When you get somebody to, do you call it, I guess you call it like a, a, a balanced Zen position. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Like you bring, you get somebody mentally on the right track where they understand the whys of what they're doing. They're, they're okay, like they're consciously um, okay with, the set, like the program, like fits their lifestyle well. Everything is going into sync. We're, we're reducing stresses from the outside and we're making um, not only our training, but our mind stronger in that process. And in my experience, that's where I've seen the most life-changing results. And that's where I've seen the most life-changing performances that I've been involved in in coaching. Um, which is exactly kind of what we were going to talk about today. With uh, We had put a question out and asked some people, and then uh, our professor, Raphael, put that same question out and asked some people on, on his timeless jiu-jitsu um, 
Facebook page. And our question was, what do you consider the most important part of a grappler strength and conditioning program? You and know? I love this it's, question. It's an it. interesting question because we got quite a few responses just on his page. And I'm going to go through some here. And, um, you know, like one here says drilling with bigger opponents or weight training and similar techniques and cardio. So like example, shark tank, um, running sprints, swimming laps, all of these make total sense to be in a grapplers program. I mean, or could be in a grapplers program. We can't have everything. We can make sense out of everything, but we can't fit everything into it. But, you know, drilling with bigger opponents, has probably got some validity to it. Um, weight training in a, in a similar fashion as the energy systems, the demands that are being asked in your training, that has a lot to do with it as well. Um, running and sprints and swinging, uh, swim, swinging, <laughs> it's swimming, but uh, I think that's what they meant, swimming laps. These are all things that for sure could be in any fighter's program, could produce amazing things. Yeah. Good supplemental work yeah. to just grappling. 100%. Um, if we do another one here, looking at one, Dylan Hinton said fuel, which is a green strength pillar right there. Absolutely. Eat real food. Um, which another, is important for recovery, for how you yep. feel, that energy. Which leads everything. us to our next one, recovery. Yeah. Um, somebody said, if I had to pick one thing, I think posture. Okay, which Maybe is very interesting, too, because I believe that posture is recovery in sense. I believe that um, the better we're moving through our day, the more time we're spending more optimal posture, the more, the, the more chance we have to thrive, whether it is mentally, physically, either one of those. Um, somebody said being in, injury resilient, cardio, cardio. A lot of cardio. <laughs> Movement prep. Injury resistance, core, hips, grip, cardiovascular base, and then metabolic conditioning and recovery. So that's somebody, again, who's thinking about a lot of things. And of course, like all these things have validity and need to be in there. Well, and that shows too that a lot of people did put multiple things. If you say, mm -hmm. if the question is, what is the most important thing? And then you get a list of things. Yep. That's a, it makes sense, right? You're like, well, right. I think all these things are important, but trying to nail down what is the most important thing. Functional training. Um, another person said probably core and pull work. Somebody else said consistency and effort like most things. Um, now we got somebody thinking a little bit. I suppose it would depend on age. At 51, I'm doing a lot of hot yoga. Um, somebody else said I'd say core and the ability to pace oneself. And then we'll do one more here. This guy said, never thought about it. Depends on what you train for, perhaps. A blend of cardio, flexibility, strength, speed, agility, balance. Seems fitting. But whatever works for you. Seems a lot of high-level athletes do all kinds of complementary training that don't look like anything like grappling, like surfing and tennis and stuff. Okay. So you see what everybody's answer is. Everybody's got a right answer. Right. It's, it's, it's all over. And, and everybody's and, got a, a different answer. And it's all thought. over. And it's all over. So let's go back to thinking about sprints. Um, I think every human should be able to sprint. It's a very primal thing that we need to learn how to do. We don't need to be able to run marathons or, per se, but we need to be able to, to sprint from A to B with a little bit of quality. 
I don't know if any if you guys are listening out there, look around the jujitsu room. There is not a lot of good running technique. Very, very little. Um, we already deal with a sport um, in any combat sports where feet and ankles and things are, are always, our joints are always in question. Um, so that kind of takes us back to who is this person? Do they deserve and have they earned the right to where sprinting is a possible to be quality and have, you know, that's, that's the big question here. Have they earned the right to be able to sprint? Because if they haven't earned the right to sprint, then that wonderful tool of sprinting that has so much scientific research and so many world champions have done and through the history of combat sports could wreck you. Absolutely. You're going to get injured the first time you run out there and you go sprint, you're going to like pull a hamstring right. or right. wreck a knee, like something. There, you, yeah. It's going to hurt. So now we're, we're just kind of backtracking on this. So, so start to think about that from the sense of like, everybody's got a multiple group. I'm sure that everybody trains jujitsu that's kind of listening to this or understands it. And those who do know that in their training room, there are different bodies. There are guys that have that long endurance pace that they can put on. There are guys that are just super powerful and fast and they can't hold that pace for very long. There are guys that are flexible. There are guys that are short. They're long. They play this game, that game. Everybody's an individual. We all have a friend that can eat anything and everything they want and they don't put on fat. And then we have friends that can barely seem like they eat over their little bit over maintenance and they start, they, they always put on fat. Like we are super different individuals, not to mention we have different nine to fives every single day. So my point here is if we're going to make something quality, A, we have to first find out who this, this individual is and we have to figure out what sort of qualities they possess naturally. What are their weaknesses? Like what do they truly need to improve them as a human being or as a grappler? And that could be, like I said, a number of things where, um, you know, a couple of teammates of ours, two perfect examples, both of them just got their blue belts recently, Ethan Walker and David, you know, like David is a powerhouse. Absolutely. David is mass. He is strength. He is speed. He is explosion. Ethan is a lot of that, but Ethan has a, like a middle ground, man. Ethan has length. He's got a little bit of a gas tank. You know, if he's in shape, he's going to have a longer, more endurance kind of a pace than a, a David is. Now, both these guys are kind of around the same size, but muscle mass is completely different. David carries more muscle mass than all of us put together. You know, he's, <laughs> right. just, he's jacked, and that muscle has different potentials. Now, we're getting kind of lost out in, in the deep stuff, but what, what I want people to think about are like all these first things that come to our mind that a grappler needs are important onto the right person. That's, that's first. So like these performance traits need to be identified and fit the right individual. To earn the right to do any of this performance training, which our mind always goes to, we have to go back and at least accomplish the three pillars. Like we have to be healthy, human beings at where we are at today. So we go back to the, the third pillar, the be here now. I've, I've gotten the experience to be with Professor Rafael, Rafael Lovato Jr. for over 
10 years now. Our first five to six years of that, I would say, was still when I was very deep in exercise science. I was very deep in like Eastern European block strength conditioning, which is I still feel is the best research, and uh, that's where my mind is. Um, but I was in the camp of like trying to employ that. I wanted to see one rep maxes go up. I wanted to see like these qualities and things that I'm increasing. Okay. Sure, we won uh, a world title. Um, that first Nogi world title, which was in 2011. Um, that wasn't his, that yeah, was his first Nogi world title. Yeah. Um, but it was our first one together. We won that. And then we kept going. And obviously, with Professor Raphael, he kept winning at the highest level. So I'm getting to like see, does this stuff really translate? You know? And then years later, we kind of get to this point where. I started realizing that I needed to pull stress away from him, that me trying to do my world doesn't quite fit in also with this world of combat. There's too much activity. There's too much to recover from. There's too much stress. And in my being too selfish and trying to employ what I think is right. And so I started to pull back and I started to really just kind of think like samurai mindset, like body, mind, spirit. And I noticed a common trend just personally with Raphael's one when he felt good when I when his body just got back to baseline level he could move his joints better and like felt good and we we were able to keep him at a baseline level of strength nothing outrageous like of sure we would do some trap bar deadlifts and some pull-ups and things like that for strength but not very much I mean literally besides those two things we didn't do a whole lot of stuff for strength I would keep him at a a certain strength level, but there was no need to add upon that because everywhere I went with this man, he was always the strongest guy on the mat. Every single person pretty much has ever told me like he's the strongest guy they've ever rolled with. He may not have the highest numbers on a deadlift for example, uh, for, no. but no. in his element, he can he, get crushed in the gym, you know, yeah. by some people, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. What matters is like, we have to, to build a body that has durability and longevity for what it's being asked to do. Now, any of the other attributes that we can stack onto that that don't take away from durability and longevity and that aren't taking away like from a mindset principle, like the more I kind of, I tried to wear him out, I realized that like that's a different feeling for him to get worn out in the jujitsu room. That's where he's been his whole life. It's his comfort zone, whether, you know, but to break him down in the gym does something different. It adds a different stress and it's very hard to come back from, you know? So I started just kind of really noticing with him and it's like, man, if I just get this guy to like move and walk and eat real food and do push-ups and be able to do pull-ups and occasionally pick something up heavy off the floor and make sure his joints feel good and and make sure he feels good mentally and physically, he was winning. And through this time, I've been able to be around multiple world champion grapplers. I mean, some of the greatest grapplers to ever live on the planet, I have been blessed to be around, and there's a common thing in all of them. Not one of them wowed me with their strength and conditioning, knowledge or squats or look what I can do. Not one of them. Okay, I'm sure some of them can do some cool stuff, but great. 
So can a lot of strong people. The top grapplers have a savage, savage mindset. They truly believe in that holistic, you know, the, exactly what Hicks and Gracie was spitting out a long time ago. You need to breathe, move, eat good food, and have a good mindset because that is the most important in combat. And I feel going back to kind of what we were talking about on everybody's like, what is the most important thing for, for everybody? The most important thing for everybody is to, to become the best human mentally and physically for themselves. If that gives you and you are God blessed that have good genetics and have the ability to stack other attributes on them, then do it. If you have the time and the means, it's not taking away from you, but not a single person can go wrong with truly just investing into the art and learning better and not thinking I have to get stronger because that's going to make me better. It's not going to, it's not going to make you better. What's going to make you better is getting stronger in your mind and getting healthier in your body. And that lays a foundation to grow off of. Okay. So that means, right. If we take this from the standpoint of the foundation is durability and longevity, yeah. right? the most important piece of a grappler to answer the question, right? The most important piece of a grappler strength and conditioning program is the stuff that builds durability and longevity, being able to train. And that looks different, right? Some like if, when somebody says maybe sprinting mm -hmm. or swimming or whatever, yeah. deadlifts, right? I think there were some comments that yeah. were like, I think deadlifts or squats are the most important thing. But that depends on context. Depends. It depends on the person, right? We were talking today, this morning, about some single leg deadlifts with mm -hmm. the idea of we're prehabbing and rehabbing yeah. and strengthening our knees, for example. Yeah. And just basic movement. And for some people, maybe that's the most they can do. A hundred percent. To build longevity. So for that person in that moment, that's the most important piece of their strength and conditioning is the thing that's going to make their knees feel better so that when they go to their grappling class, they go to jujitsu. Yeah. They feel good doing it. Yeah. Okay. Let's go back to sprints. What, what happens to that person whose knees didn't feel good and ankles are tight? They're not going to be doing any grappling because they're injured yeah, or feel you're going to have shin splints <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? And it's, it's just these small things that we can all slow down. And if we take a deep breath and we're content with kind of who we are, then we can look to fix things and we can look to actually improve our base, which I'm not here to tell you about what that will do, even though all I've seen in my time now is you improve the base and you get real results. You get long lasting results. Okay. Anybody can get some quick results and do some shit. But when you go and you like tear down that foundation and like rebuild it from the ground up, then so much life is brought into you. Um, and that's, and it's unfortunate. It is different for everybody. Like, and it sucks because let's take coach Greg, um, and I, let's use both myself and coach Greg in, in his example. We're both in the same field. We're both swinging bells around together for years and stuff. But like the amount of things that we could, he can do and I can do are completely different things. You know, if we were going to be doing some hill sprints, Greg would probably be able to do two to three days a week and recover pretty well. I'm, I'm good for one. And I'm going to have to sacrifice some things because a couple other days 
I'm not going to be able to do what I was doing. I'm going to have to do some other stuff to kind of recover from that or balance out and make sure everything's just operating good. So the first thing and what we're just repeating here is like you need to figure out how to get your body to operate at its best ability at a baseline through our through all of our human movements. We need to push, pull, hinge, squat, carry, twist, anti-rotation. Like we've got these patterns that we know that are fundamental patterns that we use on a daily basis and they better be clean and they better be good. And if you can stack on outside of that, then, then good go. And, and that's the hard part, man, is we look around at everybody and we don't, we know everybody's an individual, but when we look around, we just don't think about that. We start comparing and we start realizing like uh, comparing back and forth on things and it does not work. Like, and that's, that's something I, w- I really want everybody to think about when they're listening to this. Just know all the different types of friends you have and start to think about how many years you've been hanging out with people and what they can get away with, what you can't, what they can do, what you can't. Can they do a pistol squat and you can't? Well, you know, I mean, there's, there's a difference right there. There's things that you can work on. So I know we're kind of ranting on this, but it is super important because... I, like like I said, being around Sean G. Barrow, Salu Ibero, um, James Popolo, um, Kabir, you know Kabir, the Adamson brothers, Matt Jubera. I mean, these high level black belts, and some of them are some of the greatest grapplers of all time. And the, all they focus on is feeling good. And if they're not feeling good, then their strength conditioning program is that to get to feel good. And I don't, you know, that's, that's where we're at. Yeah. I think that some of the takeaways there, if we, again, have that underlying thing, durability, longevity, feel good. Mm -hmm. This is the goal. Mm -hmm. And so what is that most important piece? It depends. And you have seasons. It it depends. Like, and you have seasons, right? And that Mm -hmm. that can change from month to month. It can change from week to week, day to day, maybe. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, you know, you were talking earlier today that, you know, if you come in and you're planning to do deadlifts that day, but then you do some basic warm-up exercises and you're not feeling it, just I don't feel good, I'm tired, my hips feel tight. Well, maybe deadlifts in general are a good thing to have in your, right? This is the hinge. This is a good thing to have. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing to work on. But maybe today that's not the most important piece of your your program. Maybe right. today the most important piece is I need to make my body feel good. And so what does that look like? Mm-hmm. So this brings in all these good things that people said. Recovery, right? Today, maybe recovery is the most important yeah. piece of my program. And maybe tomorrow I'm feeling great. I'm feeling strong. Like maybe now today it's, it is a little bit more of the strength. Mm-hmm. Maybe the cardio is important for some people, but it depends on what season you're at in your life. It depends on how you're feeling that day and that week. And what is the thing that's going to get you back to that? I feel good. I feel, I feel strong. I feel healthy. I feel durable. I feel yep. like I can go do the thing that I'm doing all this for. The whole reason I'm doing this is so that I can continue to do my grappling, right? If that's yeah. kind of the baseline, what we're talking about here is what's going to make me the best grappler. It all goes back to well, what makes you feel, feel the best. And yeah. this is what's hard because, you know, you, you, people ask this all the time on like Reddit. I spend a little bit of time on Reddit and it's, you know, what program should I be doing? What do you guys do for strength and conditioning? Mm-hmm. All these kinds of things. And everybody's got a different answer, but there is no 
one right answer when the underlying principle no, is no. what makes you feel good. And and like what I like what I said, and I love to to give credit to Paul Check because he's been the biggest influence on my life. Like in this field of of seeing all these high level coaches, high level coaches who have gone to him to help you know get fixed, so to say. And when they get there, what does he always have to go back to? It's the damn pillars. He, he uses the four doctors. That's where it's pretty much where this came from. But he's known as being this amazing guru almost. And I hate the word guru, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, because he brings back basic principles in people. So even us high-level coaches, we get lost in this stuff. I start thinking of all these strength attributes I need that I don't have anymore. I need to get back and stuff. And it's like, well, like, for what? Is it to be a stronger grappler? I'm stronger on the mat now than I ever was when I was stronger in the weight room. Mm-hmm. Like, 100%. And that's just my own personal. I've seen, like I said, I've seen that with Sean G, Raphael, um, you know, Victor, all of them. Look at Felipe. Felipe is a young 21-year-old 20, kid and doesn't even have grown man strength yet or anything right. and is stronger than everybody on the mat. So keep doing your deadlifts and, and maybe you're not ready to do those and they're actually taking away, but your mind is like, I have to get stronger. And it's like, to get stronger, clean up your diet. Get living a real human lifestyle with real nutrient-dense foods. You know, clean up your movement. Move every day so that you can figure out what hurts, what doesn't hurt, and you can start to just become a daily mover as we were supposed to do. That facilitates recovery. You know, both those do. And if you start to be here now and relax and breathe and practice with your breath, then you're actually training martial arts. I mean, you know, so when you go back to those that's where everybody has room to to fix first too. So we have to look at each other as like who and what we are and what we're capable of doing. If I've got um, you know terrible ankles, then squatting a lot might start to hurt my knees a little bit. Like I've got some work to do, so I need to fix my ankles. I need to be a strong human being inside and really dive into that and not worry that I'm not doing the other stuff right now because it's going to come if I put the right work into it and especially if I built that lifestyle longevity durability base behind it it'll come and when it comes it's going to be more efficient than it ever was because I'm truly like getting something out of it so my biggest message to everybody would be to really look at their program like look at what they're doing and see where they're spending their time and then start to just ask yourself, like, is this like truly serving me? You know, I know like you could be feeling good about your squats and stuff, but the more we start to talk, you might say your back or your knees bother you sometime. That that kind of stuff has got to be got to be fixed. It's got to be a red flag. This is okay, yeah, need to figure out how to yeah, fix that. Yeah, it's a that. red flag. It, it's in it, training doesn't stop. Training changes now. <laughs> you know, it's like let's fix this because this is going to make me better. Um, but. These are the things we don't want to do. As you mentioned, we want to look and we want to see what everybody else is doing. And we think that's what they're doing because we see it on Instagram. It's not what they're all doing. Um, I think another thing with a lot of this that I've kind of gotten 
interested about is watching other fight fighter strength conditioning coaches and stuff out there and nutritionists. And the ones who are really active on Instagram are always putting out um, information, studies, this and that, and they're always they're like kicking all this stuff out. But it's like how they're marketing, like they're trying to get their name out there. They're trying to show stuff like what truly needs to matter for these fighters is we've got to like bring them back and get them moving well, get them eating well, get them living well, and then reduce all the stress in their life as to the, as much as we can, you know, as everybody puts out, they put out programs and they put out what what they should do or here's a four week uh, strength conditioning program for BJJ and that those are all over the place. You Google that kind of stuff, you're going to find that kind of stuff. So you're going to blindly put yourself into a program in which you don't know if you can accomplish the correct movement in every one and get the most out of every exercise asked. You don't know if that program actually fits into your lifestyle and schedule of your week well. And you, you'll figure that out two, three weeks later. But then you're going to have to take some, a backward step if it was too much. You know? So there's, there's all this what should be done. Again, Shanji Barrow and Rafael Lovato Jr., that two of the greatest grapplers. I've been around them for over a decade. Like, they, we cannot and they cannot have a set program at all times. It always deviates. Grappling is a different sport. Like, there's every day is a different day. I literally text Rafael in the mornings. Every, like, we text back kind of in the mornings, like a checkup, like, how are you feeling today? Because I used to have plans, but when, I've got to start switching even a kettlebell swing because a finger might hurt. You know, it's like, man, I, we there can never be anything set. And if there's something set, I'm trying to be dogmatic and push him into something. Like, it's daily maintenance and care. And if we are, like I said earlier, if we're blessed with good genetics and we have the ability to do things and we can do more and more and more. But if it's not, then it's it's still daily maintenance and care. And... It's super interesting to watch those guys, man, because they're always traveling. They're always going places. They're always doing this and that. Training always changes. Sleep schedules change. Like none of these guys are in this prototypical world where you look at this program and they have a bench day on Monday, deadlift day on Tuesday, Thursday. It's They might try that, and they might do that for periods of time, but the true thing that gets them to where they are is the lifestyle they live. And the lifestyle that those guys live is one of consciously trying to put good things in their body, consciously moving on a daily basis, and consciously putting good, strong thoughts into their head. Like they talk to themselves. You know, they set the, the right goals, and they, they really do the mental work. And um, I think that's almost more important than any strength conditioning program, you know? I think it's beautiful. Um, it, it's worked this way in my life. I first started coming to you, working with you, because I, I had gotten into grappling, and I had this idea of, well, there's this mindset and this thing that all things being equal, the stronger person will win. And mm -hmm. like maybe there's some some merit to that, right, that you, you want to be strong. But for me, I, that's maybe the mindset I took when I started, but that has shifted so much to – 
if I feel good, especially now that I'm, I'm, I'm getting closer to 40, right? It's uh, my priority is how does my body feel good? And as that mindset of, well, I just got to come in and push higher numbers and I got to just try to get stronger, 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 as opposed to all the things I'm doing now that yeah. I feel better Then that translates so much more to better performance in grappling. Because one, I feel like I can show up and I can, I can give it all because mm-hmm. my body feels good. But then I also feel like I recover quicker. I mean, all these things, because the mindset is, what's going to make me feel good. And I have to modulate that and moderate it from day to day. But that's how that works. You're all around strong. Okay. That's, you told me yesterday something about like, man, I love like looking in the gym and here because you can always tell our crew, they're just a little bit more conscious of the way they move and things like you can just see the, the difference. Like they're thinking, man, there are, there are, Football players, you've seen it in the gym, that can come in, squat four or 500 pounds. They can't do a Turkish get-up with a 60-pound kettlebell, okay? They have the hip drive and the legs to fucking squat that weight and bilateral position and fixed position, stable, up, down, bam. They got it. They don't understand how to create internal torque, external torque, tension in all their joints. They don't understand how to move underneath the load from a joint-by-joint um, you know, complex, like a way of moving and, and you do. And the point to that is just like your pull-up program, your three years in the gym have been nothing but building quality on quite a, a bit of different things, man. Like you've done barbell work, you've done you know, pull-up work, you've done kettlebell work. We've done times where we've done a lot of sleds, um, dragging things around, carrying things. You've done it all. And you have built quality on each one of those steps. So now we have a person who can do a heavy get up, who can still do some heavy squats if they need to, can pick stuff up off the ground. You have the ability and you have built yourself into the position to kind of say, I'm the ultimate weekend warrior. Like, what do you want to play? I can halfway do it decent. And if you let me mess around a little bit, I'll figure it out and be pretty good whether that's volleyball, um, uh, flag football, all the things you've been you know, doing. Mm-hmm. That is what we're trying to build in humans. That's the most important strength at first. Because if I get somebody to that, where their hands and their feet and their abs and their lats and their glutes are, are all connected, know how to generate tension and apply force truly. Everybody knows how to apply force. They've been doing box jumps since they were two, you know? in all these gyms, do they know how to apply the maximum amount of force for them? No, that's a skill. That's a skill we, we skip. Um, thinking about box jumps, I'll, I'm going to rant for a second because it's, it's kind of funny. Yuri Verkashansky, Dr. Verkashansky was the one who wrote, um, super training. Um, he's, a just a master in, in sports and a, a master in, in training. Um, but he was in the Eastern European bloc countries and a part of a lot of that. So you can check out Super Training. It's a very, very in deep depth book um, on strength conditioning. But he basically came up with a shock method, which was plyometrics. He was the first one to really start doing that stuff. And he had like strength qualities that needed to be set on an athlete before they were, you know, they could. So it was a two times body weight back squat. So if you could, if you could, an athlete could do a two times body weight back squat, then they could elicit the proper 
amount of force needed to then partake and get out something of plyometrics. Come to America. Our kids, all afternoon, every one of these performance gyms across the country, they're going to be jumping up on boxes. We never te- we're not even teaching them how to land first. We're jumping them first. We're not even building strength. Now we're in this time where parents and dads and stuff, he needs to get faster. He needs to get faster. Your son's 13. He needs to get stronger. And that, that's like we're going to learn how to squat, and we're going to squat it, and we're going to rest. We're going to squat it. We're going to rest. You know, you're going to feed this kid. You're going to help him recover. We're going to get faster eventually. But we've got to get stronger. We've got to go back to everything we're talking about to then get the most out of these other things. And I, um, I think that's just the part that gets – we just get blinded, man. We just start wanting, wanting, wanting. Uh, bigger squats going to make me more powerful and stronger. I'm going to pass guards better and smash people more. So uh, a little pain is okay. It's not hurting that bad. Okay. Like what if it takes you out in two years? It's going to be something you don't want to happen. So the ultimate, as we keep going back to, is building a durable body that sustains longevity and has health and has the ability to then put on the appropriate measures that need to improve. I think that's a great way to start wrapping this up because – Again, there's so many things that could be mm-hmm. in a grappler strength and conditioning yeah. program, and not a, not a single one that was said is wrong. Right, like right. it's it's all right, but it's context of like the person, a, and like a lot of factors, man. And I mean factors like that people don't think about in the sense of like you're married, you got three kids, you do this job. And it's like, I know you're dedicated and you want to tell me that you can make six days work. But from my side, looking at this with an, a, you know, without my bias in it, I see stress that you don't see. And I see th- maybe three days in the gym, not six, you know, and, it, and then it takes a strong, real person to say, no, no, that's right. I need to be able to not just break myself down in the gym every day and now I've got three more hours a week to spend with my kids, which people don't want to like think about, but that kind of stuff raises health too. That's like making time for others, our tribe, like doing things. And we start balancing those things and that's balanced optimal. You're going to be a powerful, powerful man because you have purpose. Yeah. This goes back to the the third pillar of the green strength pillars yeah. of be here now. You talked about this earlier. Really figure out where you are now. And if you're asking, what am I doing for my strength and conditioning to help my grappling? First, look at where you're at now. And then think about it in the context of what's going to make my body feel good. What's going to make make it durable. What's going to give me longevity so that two, three, four years from now, I'm still able to do this. You're still growing. Right. Yeah. And so by all means, get strong. By all means, get flexible. Mm-hmm. By all means, get great cardio, but do it with that lens. Everything has to be looked at through what's going to make me durable, what's going to increase longevity, what's going to make me feel good. And that is the most important piece Mm -hmm. of the Grappler Strength and Conditioning Program. 100%. It's beautiful. Yes. Well, Coach, it's time for us to wrap this one up. Mm -hmm. 
But before we get out of here, yeah, do want to remind everybody, please make sure that you subscribe to the Green Strength Podcast on whatever platform you get your podcasts. Share it with a friend. We love your referrals to bring somebody else into the Green Strength community. Mm-hmm. Let them know. Where can they find you, website, Instagram, all that goodness? You can find the website at greenstrengthhq.com, and my Instagram is greenstrengthiv. Check them out. Follow them there. We're going to have lots more great content coming every single week. So thank you so much for being a part of the Green Strength community, where we're going to keep getting back to the basics so that we can be durable, feel good, and have longevity in absolutely everything that we do. That's the most important piece of the Grappler Strength Conditioning Program. Perfect. We'll see you next week. Yep. Yeah.